Welcome to Seven Days to Play, a weekly mobile game review podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have to come up with new cold opens at some point. Is it? Yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of like, this is probably going to be the last time to do this. Seven Days to Play! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, the weekly mobile game review show. I'm Sam. And I'm Edwin. And each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. This week it was my turn, and I challenged Sam to play Lara Croft Go. <laughs> oh wait, I actually mean Eden Colon Renaissance, which is not a terrible nightclub on the Jersey Shore. It is, in fact, a puzzle game from The Last Stand. The Last Kind. The Last Kind. It's not, yeah, it's The Last Kind. Yeah. Um, also, I have to say I'm really tickled by the way that you say Eden Colon Renaissance. <laughs> To most of us, to most of us people who are more familiar with the American language, <laughs> it would simply be Eden Renaissance. Renaissance, Renaissance. Uh, are we picking the pronunciation of Renaissance? I think it's more. It's less of that, and just simply more on the colon aspect because it does sound like a horrendous time out in the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Well, it's also completely unnecessary and stupid, so I'd like to call attention to it. If you look at the history of the game, the company, The Last Kind, actually produced a game previously called Eden. Mm, right, which, this makes sense. Which I think was sort of their initial project. So that's why this was an homage to that game, hence being called Eden, colon, Renaissance. <laughs> But before we get to that, Sam, do you have some new, new news? New, new, new news! Although by the time this gets released, it'll be old, old, old news. New, new, new news! There was a update for Pokemon Go Fest. Pokemon Go Fest. So I was wrong in saying that it actually took down the Niantic servers. Um, the servers were fine. It seems like the technical issues mainly all happened because there weren't enough... Uh, Cows cows mm -hmm. the cellular on wheels and that was mainly the the brunt of the issue but it's gone to this point where niantic refunded or or gave like a hundred dollars each to the people that attended the the fest um damn i should have gone <laughs> in game hundred dollars in in-game uh, currency okay which actually is kind of a big deal that's actually right? quite a lot i yeah. mean i've not actually played pokemon go when i realized that to go outside that was when i Turned it off and uninstalled, uninstalled it. But I guess $100 of in-game currency, you can buy Pikachu and Ice Hat with that. I think I it's, have no idea how it it's works. mainly like <laughs> the, game, the, the elements that you use to catch. Oh, um, you get to buy a bigger net. A stuff like that, right. Or Pokeballs. The other thing was that they actually refunded everyone uh, the registration fee, which was $20, which I thought was very nice of them. You did send me a YouTube video of quote-unquote highlights yes. from which i could not get through because it was so terrible i had to take breaks <laughs> but i got through it uh because it's worth it <laughs> if, we'll put a link in the show notes but oh my gosh if you ever want to see a professionally attempted like group fun that just goes <laughs> oh, horribly wrong <laughs> and just turns out to be a total cringe fest i would highly recommend this video because there's quite nothing like it it makes you pucker up in all places that you think <laughs> would it be a possible to pucker up and that's it for new new news revisiting old news <laughs> this week we have been playing eden colon renaissance I, I still love the way they say that it's well 
I'll say it a few more times in the show. Uh, what do we say about this? Well, let's just say this is a Lara Croft Go ripoff. Uh, it is like Lara Croft Go. So if you're familiar with the game, you'll have a pretty good idea what You've it is. You've already played this game, essentially. Isometric <laughs> view. Uh, you're uh, moving on this gridded line of being able to solve some problems by uh, pushing blocks and getting to an objective. So it's each map is sort of like a, a small little gridded area that you have to move your character around. Um, and some areas are accessible by Can one way. Can the next way. game not involve grids? <laughs> it seems like every single game we played, it's a grid. Most <laughs> most games have grids. It's to form some sort of sense of control. Oh, I suppose that's true. The objective is to get your character to either uh, place something on the map that is activate something and then get the character to go back to like this um, glowing point that signals the end of the map. Without falling into a ravine or being squashed by... Uh by an irritable robot. I think they might try and argue they've tried to push a little harder on the story element compared to Lara Croft Go. With Lara Croft Go, you're pretty much just thrown into a jungle and you collect stuff and there's not really much of a story element. This opens with, like, a cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not really cinematic, sorry. No. Like More like a comic book cinematic. It's very comic, yeah. It's sort of very, like, comic book frames because it's sort of, like, static mm-hmm. with a little bit of movement, but it's not animated in a traditional way you'd expect something to be animated and there's like a backstory of like seven plagues or seven disasters hit the earth in seven days and there's our our character Ran Ran I have issues but yes Ran he's a he's, he's a researcher what is, we are, he's, he's like a up and coming researcher he's like a first researcher in the, the North Pole South Pole some kind of pole whatever pole he's a pole and he finds a cube that is a map and leads him somewhere and he goes to follow it. And that's kind of how the game starts. So I'm taking that you're not too crazy about this game. <laughs> when I realized this was exactly Lara Croft Go again, I, I found it hard to maintain any level of enthusiasm for it. But okay, um, granted like that. I couldn't separate out the fact that I'm like, well, I'm just playing Lara Croft Go again. Let's try to dwell on some of the differentiators that it might have. Well, I, I've really tried to find some, <laughs> but it's tough. So it does have a stronger storyline element in saying there's probably a bit of cutscene that actually happens before like big sections of the game. So on top of the comic book style introductions of setting up what might be happening to the rest of the world and how your character plays a part in this whole thing, there is this little interesting cutscene that's... 3D animated and, you know, intros like a new section of the map or something um, before things happen. And these are more or less there to, to set up what the world might look like or, or that section of the map might look like, introduce mm-hmm. you to some of the elements that might be available on those maps um, and gets you started uh, rather than sort of like the cold start that Lara Croft Go has. Right. Um, and I promise you that is not going to be the last time we mention Lara Croft Go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to find ways that they've improved the game that we can mention again several times. So let's proceed with the three by threes. Boop, boop, doop. Not a theme song. <laughs> I think they try to improve some of the UI, uh, most notably on any something to interact with an element. So throwing switches or levers is quite a large part of how you get around a map to expose or move tiles 
in Lara Croft Go, you just kind of had to like tap around them. I can't remember exactly, but I do remember like trying how learning how to use a switch. You were given no indication of that this was an object you could interact with. You just kind of had to figure out, oh, I can tap on this or double tap something like that, and that will flip the switch. Whereas here in Eden colon Renaissance, <laughs> if you're standing on a brick or standing on a tile that has access to a switch, a little button pops up and you can like press that to be like clearer of like this is a thing you can interact with. I thought that was kind of nice. One of the things that I appreciated about this was there was a more sense to like the cutscene. It fleshed out the story in, in kind of ways that made the map make more sense, right? Right. I think a lot of that that setup in Lara Croft Go was assumed. Like you knew what the world was like and when you knew what she was doing. With this it was it was more you of an assume introduction. that they had played Lara Croft before. Exactly. Like, Not me though, but that's fine. It still worked for me. I think there was um the thing that I really appreciated about this game was there was a better introduction introduction to some of the, the more advanced elements of the map traversing. Uh, a lot earlier on. So in Lara Croft Go, there's a bit of a slow uptake in you solving the puzzles in one way and then getting used to new introductions of like maybe pushing stuff around, pulling stuff, maybe even levers uh, a little bit slower. With this, it was kind of immediate. Like things happen in like the second or third map where you would get a good sense of some of the advanced controls that are available. And that's really the only good thing that I have, <laughs> unfortunately. Back to switches again. Switches and levers. You can make a switch and a lever. That was because you pick up the sticky part and then you have to go and take that over to the switchy part. Right. And I'm I kind of like, okay, want was. Yeah. I kind of want to be careful here because I know they've put a lot of hard work and effort into this game. Yes, but like, why did they? You can tell like there is so much emphasis on creating the world and creating the characters and just like the the other elements that might make this game interesting. But so I want to try and make this as constructive as possible. Of course. So should we proceed with the negative points? Uh, one other good thing that I sort of enjoyed, there was a little, little more camera movement on some of the maps, which I don't remember happening so much in Lara Croft Go. I could just not be remembering correctly, but I think when you got to some parts of the map, the camera would move a little bit or give you a new perspective. I think one one map opened with sort of like quite a low shot of your character. And then as you move forward, it kind of, panned up and you saw a bit more of the map so uh, them using sort of camera movement to be a little bit more dramatic i don't know that seemed kind of fun except one time it glitched and on my cap my character moved off screen and i couldn't get back because the yeah. camera didn't move i don't want to go to the, the the negative points just yet but like i i do agree that um the thing that i the thing that i liked was there was a good mix of like ancient mysticism with some of the high-tech elements that might come into play in the future. Robots. You discovering the robot, as I think, uh, or like even a partner, right, is, mm. is a great way to, to make it feel a little bit more fun immediately. Um, and Lara, Lara Croft did feel like a lonely journey at times. That's true. Um, yeah. We should probably say how far you got in the game. And this could transition, I guess, into the bad threes. <laughs> So I didn't get past the third map okay. in the first world. Right. I think I maybe got to the fifth map. Yeah, by that time, I was kind of done with the game. So we're both basically stuck in the mysterious cave. Still in the mysterious cave. 
Uh, I was hoping that I'd get to some of the the robot's abilities, um, and I know that will come later. Did you get later. the robot helper? I, I activated it, and it scurried away. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you chase him down, and then he becomes your little buddy that follows you around. So in the same way Lara Croft Go has snakes and handguns, you have, there are, in Eden Renaissance, there are smashy robots and your robot pal they can take him out so i think the first negative aspect that i'll just simply call out is that it's really 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 close to lara croft go yeah to a point where um i almost see no unique value proposition in playing this game over lara croft go <laughs> agreed i mean why would you even make this why would you spend hundreds of thousands of human hours building this for it to be exactly the same as Lara Croft Go. Like, I, just, that, I don't... How did this... They prob- I hope that they, they still feel it's a good idea, and I hope that people are playing it and enjoying it truly for what it is. If I were to make a game like Lara Croft Go, I'd try to find some unique angle to it outside of just simply having the same, like, very similar mechanics. I mean, maybe once we get outside the cave of mystery, perhaps things change around. But- right. But I, I, I think one of my main points is... If you're going to make a game just like it, like there should be some emphasis in focusing the real good points of it, yeah. and not just simply the puzzle elements. Uh, and to me, you know, these good points are um, sort of goes along the lines of like the usability, right? So one of the main problems that I had with this game, and the reasons why I stopped playing it, is because it was so similar to Lara Croft Go. I expected the same type of fluid motion. Uh, the ease of use of traversing to one section of the map to another. Oh, you mean the sort of the character movement? Yeah, the character mm. movement. But every movement was sort of a struggle, and it was so sluggish from the point of actually tap to the person reacting to the person moving to that space. Ran, that, we're talking about? Yeah, Ran. He does not run. He does not run. <laughs> he's really awkward and gangly. And like he's not pleasing to move around in a way. And every frame of animation just seems so forced and sluggish to a point where I felt every action was a bit of a chore. Um, Mm. And if and and it's like if you're going to make a game that's similar to another game, like these should be one of the core things that you really focus on, Um, and making sure that interacting with the character is enjoyable, um, much like the other game is. Um, (laughs) And I felt like they've really dropped the ball here. I always want to stop comparing to Lara Croft because it's not fair, but. I mean, if you make a game exactly like Lara Croft Go, then what do you expect? So, Lara Croft Go does this really, really well, where um, it makes sure you're not confused by the grids on the ground. Um, And this game has grids that are kind of floating in like a different plane of where Mm -hmm. you're standing on. Uh, and to represent that visually is super important so you don't get confused, right? Especially when you restart or redo a part of the map, it starts you from the beginning of the map and you have to go through the tedium of actually getting to where you messed up. Like, this is so important because if it's a visual mistake and you make a mistake just based on something that wasn't represented correctly on the screen, this could be really aggravating to the gamer. Uh, and Lara Croft Go makes things really clear where if things are in another plane, it's so visually distinct that you know that it's in another plane. Mm. Not only are things kind of going over each other, there's a lot of bloom. Mm. Oh, that's a very good. Yes. And not only bloom, they've added like some motion blur. 
to where not only does it feel like really taxing <laughs> for the game to like produce these effects, it doesn't make it clear on whether or not something is reachable or unreachable instantly. Uh, I totally agree. Yes. I mean, I appreciated that they tried to lean a little bit more on the storytelling aspect and having more of a plot. But it's a pretty... I wasn't particularly captivated by the plot. And our hero, Ran, I found it difficult to like him. <laughs> I think they really tried to be like a, a nonchalant, jokey hero who's just like, ha ha okay, I'll do this. Or to try and do some like pithy one-liners. But they're all just terrible. And he's just irritating to the point where I don't want to hear him speak. So <laughs> this is, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think this is where I find non-American game companies trying to make their characters very American. Oh, interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like the reason why Big Bang Theory is so popular outside of America. <laughs> because it's so American? Because it has that, oh, this is an American, this is how Americans speak, <laughs> and this is what Americans really enjoy. <laughs> This um, is life in America. It's, yes. But I feel that that gets misinterpreted to a point where that feels like a need to be emulated throughout these conversations and games. And it really doesn't need to be. I almost wish that the character embodied more of a sense of humor from the country that the game was being developed from. Like, I would, I would personally appreciate that more. But because these are like pseudo-American, mm. cheesy one-liners, I feel like, why are they trying to do this? <laughs> <laughs> And it's difficult, right? It's it's really difficult because like sense of humor Absolutely. is so hard to emulate and get it just right and to think about the writing for for an indie game company like this to write out of their native language is probably something really difficult to do. I mean, even writing in your native language, writing good <laughs> characters is really damn hard. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's one reason just thinking about like Lara Croft Go they kind of stayed away from story and character because they're like hey we just want to make a puzzle game and focus on that rather than necessarily having uh, to think about plot character and the surrounding world I don't know are we wrapping things up because I don't want to yep. spend more negative points on it <laughs> gotta save them up for later no I've got nothing else to say I mean it's a little bit glitchy as well in times like if you drop a plinth on a smashy robot you see the robot through the plinth in for like a, a second or two. Just like little things like that where you're just like, oh. Yeah, through even even through my like three levels of playing, uh, I ran into some, some glitches where it was, you know, like the character was like clipping through some mm. of the, the scenes and it took a while for things to load up. Um, it's a chunky game. Yeah, and I was surprised because, you know, I'm on the latest iPhone. <laughs> Just little glitches like that, I feel, are so worth... I mean, having the ease of use and the function is probably more important than the look for me anyway. Um, especially when it comes to like the speediness and like the tapability TM of a game. <laughs> I think that's the name of a game studio. But yeah, overall, I, I felt... I felt I, I kept questioning myself, like, why would I play this over playing... Um, not just Lara Croft, but like all the other Go games that are out there. So currently there is Lara Croft Go. Mm -hmm. There is Hitman Go, which is kind of the series that started it off. Yep. And there's also Deus Ex Go mm -hmm. for that sci-fi flavor. And they're working on a sequel, Lara Croft Went. 
Um, <laughs> Sorry. But so overall, like I really applaud their effort uh, in making this game. I think there was a lot of love and care put into it. But ultimately, for me, as a player who is really fond of previous games that this imitated, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, a lot of work's gone into it, but ultimately kind of fruitless as a as a as a as a player wasn't captured by the story gameplay was i mean maybe if i hadn't played Lara Croft go before it might be more enjoyable yeah i wonder because to me like the the reaction time of like the characters moving around and me just like being able to complete a level um that was kind of problematic like um this is also to be mentioned but like a puzzle isn't difficult if it makes you traverse around for no reason. Uh, like, interesting. I, I did. Yes. I did a lot of that. Like, yeah, I felt like I was backtracking for no reason uh, around the map. Um, and if I even just backtracked the wrong way, then that meant that I kind of failed the puzzle, and I felt like that was really unjust. Mm. So that's a good point. Backtracking shouldn't be. I think I know the level you're talking about, where there's like seven switches. And like five icy blocks which crumble when you walk on them one time. Right. And so, yeah, there's like, okay. The puzzle is you just have to do it a few times to learn the route. And then that's the puzzle. Yeah. And that's not a puzzle. That's mm. just you being familiar with how to do things properly, like and in the right order. And that's not a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's get to not final judgments because that's, that's what they do on the flop house. But we'll get to the ratings. How many days out of seven did you play this game? One. <laughs> oh, the pain on your face. Yeah. I, I really wanted to, but even just... I gave it a good go on the first day. I must have opened it around like four or five times. and But like everything just added up to where I couldn't take it anymore. And then on the second day that I opened it, I saw that intro. And I was like, you know what? F- <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, three days. It's well made and it should be enjoyable. If I will, if I was to recommend this to someone, I don't know why I would recommend this game over Lara Croft Go. There really wasn't anything to differentiate it or give me a reason to suggest this over Lara Croft Go. You know, like I really want to applaud the fact that this is a fully fleshed game with hard work put into it, and you can tell um, in terms of like the characterization of the character. Um, <laughs> Such as it is, but still, yes. Right, and like the elements that it introduces using the robot, like I think these are all very creative. But overall, if I were to recommend uh, people play this game, like I'd have to recommend something like Lara Croft Go, simply because it's almost exactly the same elements and it's a tighter feel. Like, it's exactly it's the same. Game. Like there's yeah. a plinth. You have to push plinths around that yep. look exactly the same. Like they couldn't have thought of a different stone object you have to push around. Yeah. <laughs> like, it got to the point where I was like annoyed that it was so exactly the same. Like it was just such a shameless use of like the same objects right. and the same patterns. But let's see. I'm not doing too well with my game picks. <laughs> Sam... It is your turn to pick the games. I have a recommendation for you. And is it a recommendation? Oh, sorry. No, it is not a recommendation. <laughs> it is a game called Linelight. Oh. Which is good because we are a mere one block away from where we're recording from, the, from Limelight as the famous 90s New York club. Also, the name of the bad guy in that 
young adult series that you love so much. Oh, God. Where people are superheroes. Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> Another is, puzzle game. Okay. It is a $1.99. And Edwin, you have seven days to play. Line light. <laughs> That's like, okay. Should we wrap up the show by having our thing of the week? Yes. As we tinker with the format of the show, we're going to try wrapping up each episode with something that we've enjoyed, something that's happened, something we've consumed, <laughs> something we've done during the week. Yep. Sam, what is your thing of the week? My thing of the week is the Tasty app from BuzzFeed. <laughs> yes. Uh, I no longer have to go to Facebook. <laughs> so I'm surprised it took them so long. But yeah. so I know. So they, they recently come out with an app. Um, Tasty from BuzzFeed. It's version 1.0 of the app and it's everything that you imagine it to be. Has the recipes and the nice videos that you can watch but also has the full-blown recipes right below it so you can just use the recipe. You can save the recipe. You can share the recipe. Yeah. At the same... But only thing, my only beef with it is I cannot get to Tasty Japan's content. Oh, you love Tasty Japan. It's the best Tasty. Oh, it's the tastiest of the tasties, you would say. <laughs> it's the yummiest. But yeah, I can't get to it. I, and I can't tell which is from Japan and which is from not. Because, well, I can probably tell from like the ingredients that they use, but it is not to be found. And even with the previous BuzzFeed, I can, I can switch the region I'm in. But for this, for some reason, I can't direct my attention to the, the Tasty Japan content, which is unfortunate because that... Back to Facebook you go. Back to Facebook. Yes. My thing of the week is a pairing of a TV show and a podcast. Mm. And when I reveal the TV show, you'll find the word pairing incredibly hilarious. But that is TV show Top Chef season 13 paired with Top Scallops uh, podcast where they review each episode. So I've been doing that. I've been catching up available on Hulu right now. Uh, all of Top Chef. Uh, watch an episode and then go listen to Top Scallops. It's pretty much the progenitor. No, it's pretty much the genesis of uh, Do By Friday because it has Max Temkin and Merlin Mann and then Alex Cox is the producer. So she's sort of in it a little bit for the first episodes and then they, she gradually gets drawn in and becomes just a host and producer. Oh, very so, cool. So, yes, yeah, so you kind of get to see... Oh, it's... It's kind of great to see. It's like going and watching uh, the early Aaron Sorkin TV show called Sports Night. Sports Night. Yes, you get to see like the genesis of like characters and like his writing style, and mm. then what became The West Wing. I think for me, this is kind of fun because you get to see how like Do by Friday came around because there's a few elements that you're like, oh, I recognize this. Gotcha. So yeah, this has been been quite enjoyable. All right, so that's a great recommendation. I'll I'll check it out because yeah, so I'm good. actually interested in both, yeah, show and podcast. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. Links for these things will be in the show notes. So we're gonna give Seven Days to Play, uh, Line Light by My Dog Zoro. If you have any other recommendations, hit us up on Twitter at Seven Days to Play. Uh, and until next week, keep on playing. Play, play, play. Keep on thumbing. You.